ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. There's a reason I'm Trigger. drinking warm vodka in the breaks. Sandra Golden. Listen, I love a petty party and I am right in the heart of it. Rusty Menzel. My grammar hasn't got me to this point in my career. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens that I'm the man? It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Tuesday morning on the Steakhouse. Steak and Sandra on a uh, nasty kind of uh, scary morning in the ATL where uh, the weather has taken a well, it hasn't taken a nasty turn. If you were up last night, you knew it was going to be awful this morning. But could it get worse? And what are you hearing, Sandy? And how are things? And how's your family down in Panama City? My sister's street, which I'll tell you is the east end um, of Panama City Beach, if you know where Schooners is, the Treasure Island Marina, Cap Manderson's, wiped out. Head-on tornado. Um, my sister's house is okay. She's okay, which is the most important. But the sun is just now coming up, so th- they're just finding out what's so going on. So did they, was it, uh, did it, like tornadoes sometimes, they didn't see it coming? Was no, it, there was warnings and oh, all there was kinds. Last oh, night my God. Like. Every, everything in the world's going off. So And it's uh, Dothan, I guess it's around, arriving now, a new squall. Something happened in Rosemary is what I'm hearing as well. So just And, and it's coming here, which is the bigger issue what's coming tornado warnings uh, we're under a tornado warning right now where we are standing okay Mm -hmm. all right just everybody be careful yeah it's a uh crazy morning in atlanta you're gonna be okay yeah all right we got a lot to get to it's a busy morning we got the head coach of the hawks what head coach of the hawks at 9 20 because i really want to ask you because i haven't talked to you since you were in that room where (laughs) it happened yesterday the room where it happened Mm -hmm. from hamlet what are you gonna ask me that was first of all that was a long press conference that was like a hour. I, I think it was what hour and forty minutes. It started on time. I rolled in at four oh one. That thing was on, and it didn't end till about five forty. You're, you're well. Isn't that right? Yeah, five forty. You're exactly right. Yeah, hour and forty minutes, and I was just so hungry. I mean, that was the big thing. I kept tweeting. My I started fellow, to text you and ask if they had food for y'all. You know, they got they took offense. I said, "This is an uncatered event right now." How long are they going to keep You're me exactly here? exactly right. So Mike Bell enjoyed that. He called me on his way home. He said, dude, those tweets of you talking about Houston's, how close it was. I you said it was, a ba- it. it was a battle of attrition. How long That's am I going right. to hang in there? Battle of nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> a lack of nutrition. It was a lack of nutrition. So, uh, right. Was- well, what was your takeaway? Like you were in the room. I know you had conversations with people. Yeah. I mean, my t- first of all, my takeaway is in general. Okay. And I don't know a lot about a lot of things, but, you know, Communicating, I think I'm pretty good at um, kind of you know running businesses. Certainly not the level those guys have, but I'm just say shorter is better. Like when you talk for an hour and forty, you set yourself up for people to poke holes time and time again, right? But I listened to the first twenty, and there were holes. Yeah, I don't know. The length didn't help you. That that what you were saying, who was there? In my opinion, I mean the the Terry Font. No, not being there was the biggest elephant in the room. I so. Here's the thing. You know, I, I think it's very valid questions that Mark Zeno asked. I give him a lot of credit. Came after them about Terry Fontenot. But if you read the press release and you watch the previous regime with Thomas Dimitrov and you know, like, he's not picking the coach. He didn't fire the coach. He's just – he's picking players in the draft. It doesn't even matter what he's doing. You are – 
you are, this is our force of nature, and right. we're letting you know that everything's okay at the castle. Right. My GM wasn't there. So Rich McKay was there. Arthur Blank was there. I just think the optics of it were not something that we're, Falcon fans are like, okay, now what? Well, it's the same two guys, right? You know, which is why people are like, why should we think things are going to get better? Like, mm-hmm. we've been here before. We've- and what was going on so so desperately at Flowery Branch that he had to be there? And I thought your question even about, okay, you said there was last night with Arthur Smith, and you were going to have a meeting. You had a meeting with him. There was a meeting hours. after. And then, but he never answered it. So was it decided? Did you tell him on the plane? How, I mean, I, I, I don't know what they said in the press conference is my issue. Is like, I'm not, I, my takeaway was. Well, my takeaway was that. Finally, by these, you know, I got another question, and finally Arthur just said it. The gap between our expectation this year and our results was so huge that we had to make a fire. We had to fire him. Lead with that. Right. right? Lead and he, with and that. he said, yes. and then he said a few times to me, I am so at peace with this move. I feel bad for Arthur Smith after they went on and on about him, like he was the, you know, like he drafted great and he coached great. I know his family. He's a great family man. He's very, I know, I'm sure he's awesome. But, but like, finally, he's just like, I'm very at peace with this decision because we don't believe, you know, again, he was hired to be an offensive, um, guru, genius. He finally said it. Like, we, we had a terrible offense. And the, and, and the expectation was so high and we were so bad that he had to get fired. It took him so long to say that. What I didn't understand is what he said, we had a meeting. Arthur Smith came very well prepared. We met for two hours. Then Rich and I met. And then we met again with Arthur. And then we fired him. Right. And having been fired and having fired people before, like the decision was made. What's the two and a half hours with Arthur Smith? 100%. What are you talking about? the same thing. You're making him come in there and argue he's well-prepared for what? He's got all the reasons why he should get another chance? Like, the decision was made, and finally Arthur said, no, this decision was made. And, and I know, by the way, when the decision was much, much closer to be. First of all, after they lost to Carolina, to your point earlier, it was made. You're right. Once they lost to Carolina, there was no surviving that. Right. I don't know that they were surviving it when they lost to Minnesota with Josh Dobbs or when they lost to Arizona and Kyler Murray, and they had the record they had. At the, and, they, and, and as another question I asked, did you hear the fans? Because I've been here a long time. I've never good, heard it worse. Good. Yeah. What did he say? They said, yeah, of course, we hear everything. Mm-hmm. He said, but in some cases, you have to be able to fight through you know, fan perception. This was not the case here. So – Listen, Terry Fontenot was treated like Thomas Dimitrov was in a lot of ways. Do you remember the press release years ago when Thomas was usurped to power and then they made him come out there and get emasculated? They were trying to avoid that, right? Because the question then might have been, well, why does your GM have a job but your head coach doesn't? Exactly. Because they, they, picked, the, they right. picked the quarterback. Right, right. Because they did hammer them on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, why was, Terry, why was uh, uh, Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke – and Arthur went on about Taylor Heineke was better in Washington. Did you hear that whole thing? I heard it. Yeah, and it's like, so if Terry Fontenot was there, then maybe they didn't want to have to say, if Terry Fontenot is the guy that picked your quarterback and picked Desmond Ritter, then why does he still have a job? Maybe they're trying to avoid that. I was at another press conference when Thomas Dimitrov sat there and they had to answer questions about why is Mike Smith getting fired, but Thomas Dimitrov still has a job. And Thomas Dimitrov was sitting right there for all of it. Right. So maybe they were trying to avoid that, or maybe 
he has he, – listen, he's not picking the next head coach. He didn't pick this head coach. They said it in the press release. They said it there. At Falcon fans have a right to be agitated, but they were pretty transparent about this process. Rich McKay will lead the process with an executive committee that Terry Fontenot will be a part of, I imagine, but, but the GM in this city doesn't pick the head coach, right? And I would, the in the coach. words of Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? Well, I mean, I don't know. It didn't work with Arthur Smith. It worked with Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. I kind of I worked with Dan Quinn. Dan didn't Quinn. work with Bobby Petrino, who, by the way, way to go, <laughs> pettiness yesterday. Well done. <laughs> Rich, Rich McKay, boom shakalaka. Couple of jabs, passive aggressive. I won't even I use, enjoy it so it, much. Wasn't even was it even passive aggressive. What did he say? I can't sleep at night still. I can't mention it. Uh, yeah, said, it was I, a I couple of jabs. I can't sleep thinking about that higher. Yeah. Is what he said. Well, good, because right, listen, exactly the answer. We haven't heard from Arthur Blank all year. I think he likes to be able to answer questions. I think that's why. You, oh, you know, think? An would, hour and 40? Yeah. So, and I mean. Listen, he's a billionaire owner of the team, and it's a business at the end of the day. I couldn't agree more, which is immediately why he went to marketing. <laughs> and I thought that was not the best spot to begin with bringing up how great a game experience it is. I, I didn't like that. I don't, you know, the game experience has been a lot of losses. A lot of losses. That's my game experience. So, I didn't think it was the time to tell folks about how great the game experience is because what we're really talking about is empty seats and no energy around the team. Right. We're not talking about a beautiful building and affordable food. We're talking about, and, and I'll give Garrett credit, saying, you know, in Buffalo, their game experience is freezing friggin' cold right and probably lousy concessions mm-hmm. but guess what it's it's got 78,000 people there for kickoff 100%. so what game experience matters more right there, there's two kinds of game experience a game experience you show up thinking we can win an, an NFC and there's a game experience saying these are the nicest bars in the NFL yeah. right yeah. and I, and I give them credit for the building and the prices and everything else but but the game experience that we're trying to ask about is the fans and all these years now there's six straight losing seasons. There's six straight years out of the playoffs. You just got rid of your head coach after only three years. We're starting again. So I know you told us you like our roster a lot, and I, I, that was the question I was going to ask. With all due respect, there's 25 teams that finish with a better record than you. Why? Sh- you know, we're picking eighth. Again. We're picking eighth. Like, Four eight 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 is the last four years of picking. How much can you like? Yeah, how much can you like our roster, right? Teams that pick eight normally don't have a great it, roster. It was frustrating to listen to that. I thought you did a really good job. Um, I thought Zeno was great. Zeno was great. You know what I mean? No, he's, he did. He's, he's, he asked a real question about Terry Fondo, and, and then he went back it. off. I didn't hear them answer it. I didn't hear them answer yours. I uh, there was a lot of um, a lot of talking. Yeah, I mean, listen, I appreciate that they give us the forum. They absolutely didn't restrict any questions. They, they, they And they basically are like, we will sit here as long as you keep asking questions. Well, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. What I said to them was like, if they answer the question shorter, then we wouldn't have to keep asking more questions. We, it's not like we asked a million yeah, questions. It's like filibustering it's just, there. Right. It's a little bit. Yeah, you no, think? it's a little. When you start talking about game experience, you're filibustering. Coach Ricks used to open up his press conferences by reading the roster. Hoping he'd get to 30 minutes. You remember that? It's called filibustering.